When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zipline through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. If you're just not going to be able to close games, both of them on the floor. And that's, uh, you know, probably the biggest issue on the team right now. If you if you're projecting forward simply because they're probably also the third and fourth best players on the team. Right. So I think, you know, not being able to have one or the other on the floor during crunch time, if not both during crunch time, uh, isn't ideal. But uh, again, it's it's a, a good place to be to be able to work that stuff out as far as Royce's shooting. I, it's hard for me to get mad at a player for missing shots because it's not like that's an effort thing. I, he was still taking them. Take I'm glad the he, shot. I, yeah, that's take what we the, say. Take the open shots. Now, if it happens like five games in a row, six games in a row, then he can't play, right? Like that's the, then it becomes a coach's decision. You can't play the guy who's never making a shot. But in an isolated game, it's not, it's not like he's missing shots on purpose. So I never get mad uh, about that. And then with Ben, I, I do think, I do think it fluctuates both his confidence upstairs and in his body. I mean, I, I don't know if those two things are related, if, if you know, they, they come and go. But you see certain games where he, he will put it on the floor and take it to the cup. And then you'll see other games where he treats the paint like it's, you know, a, a shark tank or something and, and, and quickly gets rid of the ball. And then he's just out there setting screens on offense and that's all he's doing. I, I think it's capturing the energy when he plays really well because if you go back to – the Bucks and the Cavs games, where they, they spanked both those teams, I thought Ben was excellent in both of those games. So we've seen these low periods, and we've seen these aggressive periods, and, and I don't think the luxury for Brooklyn is they don't need Ben Simmons to be what Philadelphia once hoped he would be. But they do need Ben Simmons to be a key part of what they're doing. You know, there's, there's, you know, there's levels, right? So he, he doesn't have to be the franchise player, but he can't be a scrub and, and they need him to be a contributor um, in, in the midst of what they're doing and where their goals are. If he's going to be on this team, not only beyond the, the trade deadline, obviously, but, but long-term. Yeah. And that, you know, that mind body connection is definitely something that's important. I know we're going to get to this a little later, but uh, Kevin Durant did an interview with, I, I forget who it was, but someone with ESPN. Nick and Friedel. He, Nick Friedel, of course it was right. Makes <laughs> sense. Um, and you know, one of the things he talked about was part of why he came back to the Nets after requesting the trade was because he wanted to make sure, and he felt at the time when he came back, that everybody was aligned with their energy, with their effort, you know, towards winning a championship with the Nets. And I think that makes for a healthy locker room. And I think, you know, Jacques Vaughn also being the head coach is a large part of that. And it's so important, particularly for Ben Simmons, but I think generally for these players to have good mental health and to be in a good winning environment. And so I, I, I have a lot of faith that Ben Simmons is going to be able to develop for the next 
second half of the season as we approach the halfway point. And, and at the end of the day, you know, Robin, you made the point that with him and Clax on the floor, we can't not have our two best player or two of our top four best players on the floor uh, to close games. And you're right, but to a certain extent, you know, especially with Claxton, I think they they can and have to make up for their lack of free throw shooting, you know, as time goes on with whatever skill sets they bring. And, and I got faith that they will. I think they're both players that are developing in, an, in a positive direction. So, you know, I think there's a tendency, and particularly among, even among Nets fans, I know Nets Daily is, is kind of well known for this, of hitting the panic button after one thing doesn't go the Nets way. And uh, I want to refrain from you know, hitting the panic button a little too much compared to where we were from the last episode. Yeah, it's okay, man. It is what it is. You're not going to win every game. And Jacques Vaughn also spoke to the fact that the team was not talking about a win streak. They approach every game as an individual game and what they have to do to win that game. And then they're on to the next. It just so happens they didn't lose for a month, December 4th to January 4th. And they lost this one. And to wrap this game up, we got to send a shout out to uh, number 30, Seth Curry. Seth Curry was hitting his shots. He was 8 for 11. He was 6 for 7 from deep. He had 22 points, and he hit shots when we needed him to hit shots. We waste a 44-point masterpiece from Kevin Durant. Uh, Obviously, you know, around the league, you got guys like Giannis putting up 55, Luka putting up 60, and there's a little bit of a, you know, friendly competition in the league to see, uh, you know, who can be the man on each night even the night that Kevin Durant had 44 Jalen Brunson had 38 uh Kyrie had his moments in this game early Kyrie again is reminding people that he's a magician and that he's one of the top players and uh in in this league for sure and with that being said let's move on to the um first round of all-star voting Alex if you could pull up the uh graphic from um the all-star voting that came out it's small um but I'll basically go through it. Actually, see if you can pull up the uh, one nine one graphic that the Nets put out. That's a little bigger. So first fan returns. Kevin Durant is number one with over three million votes. Nick Claxton. <laughs> Nick Claxton is more popular than any player on the New York Knicks. Nick Claxton is number nine. He's in there. And Kyrie Irving, as much as they want to vilify him, the fans love him. It don't matter what year Kyrie Irving is number one. He's got over 2 million votes and uh, keep voting, run it up. Nets world. We want to keep our guys at the top. We want to keep our guys uh, in there and who knows? Well, you know, I think I heard was, did Utah get an invite to the three point contest? I think he's pushing for it. That's what Ian Eagle said on the broadcast that he's, he's pushing to get into the three point shootout. And I believe he still might lead the league in three point percentage. So that's the, the argument there. That would be cool. Nets fans remember when it was just like Spencer Dinwiddie wins the skills competition. And that's all we had. That's all we had. It was uh, Joe Harris winning the three point contest. That's all we had. That's all we had. And uh, that was good enough for us. Whatever trophies we could get, we were taking them. But um, yeah, so now the the all-star voting is open and uh, you just saw that. And I guess throw that back up. Throw up the leading the lead, leading the league graphic. I took a picture of the TV and put this up there. Um. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. 
because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I can't even read these. I think the images are coming up small because they're uh, screenshots from the phone. That's got to be Claxton's field goal percentage, Judah's three-point percentage, and I, is that Katie's free yeah, throw? Yeah, I got us up on a monitor. Bingo. So we got, yeah, yeah Clax at 74.3 field goal. Yuta's hitting 52.1 of his threes, and KD is hitting 93.1% of his free throws. I'll take it. Men lie, women lie, numbers don't. Um, there's a little bit of a lie in there. Uh, <laughs> Nick Claxton, <laughs> I guess, like, you know, his field goal percentage, he's only shooting um, two, three feet from the rim. Uh, but good for Utah. He's got a small sample size, but enough to be considered. And uh, KD from the free throw. Let's put up another graphic, the top shot maker graphic. Because uh, you got to, I think this has to be talked about every week. You got to realize that, and I've watched KD warm up so many times in, in, in Barclays Center. When KD gets to his spot, um, I wish we could make it bigger. But if you look in the middle, right, Nikola Jokic is in the middle, which represents like around the hoop, right around the hoop. Then all of the slices of the pie, all five slices of the pie, are Kevin Durant. Because when he gets to his mid-range spots in the paint around there, he's rising up and he's easy money. You, you, you know, you, you've seen this. And I've seen him literally go through his routine in Barclays Center where he doesn't miss these shots. He's, he's done these reps so much. It's all footwork and timing. And him being seven foot and having this wingspan and like... He just flicks the ball. It's, it's literally like if, if we were dropping a uh, tennis ball into a little garbage can. It's like that easy for the guy. Well, I, I mean, I, I think one of the reasons the Nets have excelled in clutch games and one of the reasons KD and Kyrie have both had success in the biggest spots is they are both very good at taking the shots defenses want you to take. I mean, the, the whole... Rockets philosophy that became the analytics philosophy that became kind of how the game is is threes and layups, threes and layups. Mid range is not efficient. Well, Kevin Durant takes that statement: the mid range is not efficient, crumbles it up and throws it in the garbage with a swish because he's shooting fifty seven percent from the floor, from the floor, and all he takes are jump shots. I think twelve percent of his shots are at the rim. He's not even shooting that well from three. I think his three percentage is down. This year, it's uh, his three-point percentage is 37%. He shot 38% last year, 45% the year before. So his three-point percentage is slightly down. So that means he is just absolutely lights out from the mid-range, as that graphic shows. So, uh, by the way, I, I think you mentioned in the last show, Keith, uh, the haircut looks good on him. He, he needs to keep it clean like that. He looks even better like that. So That keep- ball spot, KD. <laughs> I, and, I, and I love KD, and I love LeBron, but, like, you know. You, come on, brother! Like you gotta keep the keep the clean Caesar, the zero. It looks like a zero on on the blade, like the zero guard. That's the way you have forty four with the clean cut. Uh, keep going that route, or even Bickett, go bald like MJ. That's what I've been waiting for Braun to do. You know, but KD's also been great on the defensive end, so of course he should be in the All Star game. If you look at the, uh, they need to get rid of the positions in the All Star game just all together because if you're being as equitable as possible the five starters in the east should be kevin durant jason tatum joel Embiid, Giannis, and donovan mitchell you know that's just on merit and how many games they've played Kyrie, what about Kyrie? look if you're telling me i could pick a player to watch in an all-star game you know it's probably curry and Kyrie are the two guys 
that you won in an all-star game. So I got no problem with Kyrie getting the votes or Kyrie playing. And he absolutely deserves to be an all-star. I think it, it shows the, the, I keep going back to it, but the global brand that the Nets have started to build, um, not only just the popularity of these players or the notoriety of these players and the fact that they're fun to watch. I mean, I think particularly Kyrie has that um, magnetism to the way he plays while Kevin Durant, there's just nothing else to say, but this guy's an all-time great. But I, I do think, you know, you start to see with Nick Claxton getting votes, with the merchandise sales, with like the anecdotal evidence I see that the, the Nets have become, it's not a coincidence Mbappe was at Barclays Center and not MSG.